Welcome, students. You're listening to Homeschool Study Hall, a podcast extra for the top of our class. Here are your hosts, Aaron Massey and Tracy Pendergast, with your pop quiz and class review. Welcome back to another episode of Study Hall, where we are discussing our episode with TV contractor Josh Temple. Uh, He came in and schooled us on all sorts of contractor speak, how to get the best results from working with a contractor. So we've got a little pop quiz, a couple questions lined up. I've got a few questions. You've got a few questions. We're going to dive into them. So hopefully you guys will follow along, play along with us, and uh, hopefully you were paying attention. He made learning easy. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Sure. I'll uh, I'll start. Okay. Okay. So Josh said to hire a professional when dealing with these three things. Oh, come on. Uh, Oh, I think skilled trade stuff. So uh, electrical. Yep. Plumbing. Yep. uh, Foundation. No. Uh, HVAC. No. What the hell else? Something that you have a lot of at all times. (laughs) Yes. Problems. (laughs) He said power, water, and gas. <laughs> That's plumbing. Plumbing is gas. Gas and a well, plumber comes in and does gas and water. Well, he very specifically well, itemized I'm gonna get That's these... it. I'm texting him right now. <laughs> power, water, and gas. Okay. But um, I think I, he would I'm, probably I, agree with all of your answers. I'm going to say that I was right. If it's if it's me doing the work, he would probably have an extensive list yeah. of when to call a professional. Okay. Painting the walls. No. Doing the floors. Yes. Mopping the floors. No. Cleaning windows. No, I, I'm very good at cleaning. Thank okay. you very well, much. Well, come on over then, because I got a dirty house. Wow. I have an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first question for you. Okay. Josh uh, said these things when referring to what is the best way to find out if you've been quoted a fair price from a contractor. Okay. What should you do? He said... To call multiple people and get multiple quotes. And he also um, talked about time of year and their schedule playing into, you know, being part of the factors. But yeah, getting multiple quotes from from people and just asking around is the best way. Yeah, and there's not really a, a set way to know if you're getting ripped off or not. I mean, the only way to do is the, the idea is that you're getting multiple quotes and if they're all in the same similar ballpark, then you know that's like a fair scope of work quote. Um, if they're drastically different, usually I think most people end up kind of following, you know, falling somewhere in the middle. They're like, okay, well, this guy's really cheap. So I'm assuming his work sucks. This guy's really expensive to do a roof. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's really expensive. So I don't want to pay that. What's the guy in the middle? Okay. Yeah. So if you get like three quotes from, from three different contractors and, uh, settle on the middle one, or if you really, really like the high end one. Mm -hmm. So for us, like I think personality is such a big factor too, especially if you're doing a renovation where you're going to be working with someone for a long time. I mean, I'd pay a little more for a compatible personality. Honestly, someone's going to be in my home. Yeah. That's what we talked about with the communication factor. Like the communication factor is the number one biggest thing. You know, when I, if I were to hire a contractor and I, I have for a few things, but, um, communication is like the first thing that, that I look for. If I can communicate what I need effectively to them and they kind of can do it back to me, then, then that's a home run. And if it costs a little bit more to do that, then that's fine. I can just imagine the agony you would experience sitting and watching someone do work in your home. 
I've done it. I remember when you were getting the wall built yeah, and the... you just sat up on the, <laughs> just looking down longingly. Didn't you try to help uh, and they told you to please leave? <laughs> I did. Yeah. And they, well, it wasn't more, it was more like I just kind of stayed out of the way because they you had their in, system. In the middle of their workflow. And I was like, okay, you guys, you know, it was like three guys and they had a system and one, you know, each guy was doing a thing. So for me to get in there would screw up their system. So I was like, okay, I'll just film you doing it. Yeah. Make a video out of it. That's not weird. Okay. I um, asked them first. <laughs> the man up there with the tripod. Who, why are you filming me doing work? It's like, because I got to have proof so that I can come back and get you. Need something to watch when I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely play late those nights. videos late at night. Late nights. Okay. So, Aaron, should you ever pay up front for anything? I would say, well, Josh said it depends on the work, but never more than 50%. So... I'm pretty sure that's right. An example of when you would pay up front would be for things that are really expensive, like right. appliances. Yeah, usually for example. you would you would pay up front as kind of a down payment towards material. That's usually what you're paying for with your with your upfront payment. So mm -hmm. yeah, if you're buying new appliances as part of a kitchen renovation, getting those ordered and like if you know, if they're not in stock, it takes money to do that. And the contractor's not going to absorb that cost for you in the event that you try to stiff them. So yeah, you do have to pay up front for those types of things. Um, but yeah, never more than 50% of what the total quoted price is because uh, you may end up setting yourself up for one of those, I got screwed by a contractor TV shows and he just walked off with your 20 grand and he's out on an island somewhere drinking Mai Tais. Yeah, if if the cost, if the total cost is 5099 and they're asking you for 5000 with the 99. 99 <laughs> cents or $99? 99 cents. $5,099. Yeah. It's a very specific, <laughs> it's a retail price contractor. It's like a Bob Barker number. Anyway, okay. Okay, so Josh said that there was one improvement on your house that had the greatest ROI. Do you remember what that improvement was? I do, actually. The front door. Shut the front door. Isn't that crazy? I guess it makes sense. The curb appeal. I've seen it a lot where people will slap a coat of paint on it and make it a bright, you know, front thing or mm -hmm. whatever, change the color of it, blah, blah, blah. But I think what he was referring to was actually... I mean, either way, I guess, if you just paint it, that's even greater return on investment if it, you know, because it's a cheap thing. But if you buy a new front door, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of, I was surprised that that was the biggest ROI, but I guess it's not, you know, it's not a huge investment, so it makes sense. You know what else is one of those weird things that Josh didn't mention? Mature trees. What? A house with like big mature trees, like trees that have been there for a long time. People spend more money. According that. to who? According to Tracy uh, Pendergast? No, according to an upcoming guest, Ashley Piper. It's in her book. Oh, Yeah. okay. Well, yep. make sure you guys stick around for that episode because yep. that'll be coming up soon. Yep. Do you have one more for me? I do. Okay. So if you pull a permit and something is overlooked and it's screwed up, uh, who's at fault and what are the remedies? Okay. I know the answer. I'm going to give the listeners a second. The contractor. The contractor is responsible. It, it does not fall on the inspector because an inspector cannot possibly catch every little thing. And um, I, and the city just won't absorb that liability. Right, exactly. Um, I think the remedy was in most contracts, isn't the work guaranteed for a certain amount of time? No. I mean, that could be potentially, I guess, part of a contract, but I don't think most... For us, the kitchen was a year. It was guaranteed for a year. So the protection there is to make sure that you are hiring a contractor who is licensed 
and mm -hmm. bonded. Okay. Remember, bonding basically is a deposit that a contractor has to pay into um, a fund that the state has access to. So in the event that you do get stiffed by a contractor, in California, it's a $15,000 bond. So in the event that you get stiffed by a, a contractor, either you know they don't finish the work or whatever it is, you file a claim against them. There's a $15,000 pool of money that that contractor had to put in as part of their licensing that then you can tap into to get some kind of financial recourse for their fault. See, this is why study hall is so important. That's why we make them. This is why we do this. So this I don't know. I, I can't speak it. to every state. I'm assuming every state probably has something similar, but I don't know what the actual amount is uh, as far as what the contractor has to pay into as part of their licensing and setup fees and all that. But in California, it's a $15,000 bond. Mm -hmm. Hopefully through our episode, we've... Uh, talk to you about some of the things to look for and to communicate with so you don't end up in a situation where you have to try and get money back from a contractor or have shoddy work done. Yeah, I think that was the main takeaway of this class was why you hire someone who's licensed. There's a million reasons, um, not just if something's done wrong, but also your property value. Um, you're protecting yourself. So, you know, get the contracts in order in a way that protects yourself. Hire someone that knows what they're doing and just, you know, put yourself in a position not to get screwed, basically. Yeah. And if you're doing the work <clears throat> yourself, which I am a big proponent of, obviously, just uh, make sure you're doing your homework and doing that research to make sure that you're doing the work right so that you don't screw yourself. If only there were a YouTube channel that walked people through the ins and outs of doing work at home themselves. Someday. Somebody will think of it and put <laughs> one out. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming to study hall we always love learning with you we're learning too so it's always good to review um and we will talk see to you, you on instagram <laughs> make sure you guys are following us on instagram at homeschooled podcast we're posting there throughout the weeks make sure you go back and listen to some of our other episodes if you're not fully caught up by the way i run the pop quizzes on instagram oh, and i brag. i watch everyone's answers with great joy, really. Like I could tell you the people that always get answers correctly, who's listening. It's kind of my favorite part of the week. I'm like 12 for 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I guess it's it inside, insider knowledge, but yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Study Hall. We really hope you guys enjoyed it and thank you for following along. As always, you can hit us up um, via Instagram, slide into the DMs whenever you need to and uh, what? Says the person not controlling. Yeah, I don't exactly. want anyone sliding into. Well, just let's just be discerning. Let's be discerning with what we send, yeah. okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Have a great week, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want extra credit, then subscribe, share, and rate us. Class is dismissed.